storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We got a great show for you today. Chris Gordy's going to join us around 4:15 from Locked On SEC Podcast. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com will join us at 4:35 this afternoon. Mike Neighbors of uh, Cox Sports Television will join us at 5:10. We'll talk some Saints with him, and John Hendricks at uh, 5:35 from um, SI Now. Uh, again, that's Saints News at SI Now. Uh, he'll join us at 5.35. So, again, a full show for us today. Uh, talking a lot of LSU in the first hour, uh, Saints in the second hour. But we start the show uh, by, again, uh, telling everybody that you ought to be watching ESPN tonight. If you're a Tiger fan or, again, just uh, looking to be able to uh, see some of the great things going to be happening on that channel tonight. LSU takes on Kentucky uh, at 6 o'clock. LSU, that's the LSU basketball team. Uh, and then LSU football. We'll take on Kansas State in the Texas Bowl. Of course, uh, it's always a, a big when the Wildcats come to, to uh, Baton Rouge. And, of course, this being the, the home opener, obviously it's huge. Uh, but, it's again, it's it's important to get a win versus Kentucky. But after falling, uh, especially after falling to the um, uh, Auburn Tigers at the SEC opener last week. But let me say this. 
This is more than about a game tonight. Tonight is very special. Tonight, finally, Dale Brown gets his recognition. The recognition he deserves, the recognition he should have gotten over and over again years and years uh, in the past. The basketball court at the PMAC, as of tonight, will be known as Dale Brown Court at the PMAC. The question is, again, why is it taking so long? Okay, you can, uh, you can look at this and say, uh, well, you know, Dale Brown, one of, if not the, I believe the greatest basketball coach, men's basketball coach in the history of LSU. You say, again, why did it take so long? Well, again, some will, uh, will say that it was the Lester Earl payoff scandal that uh, tarnished Dale Brown. Of course, remember, that was later debunked. Okay, uh, again, I have, I have uh, referenced those articles many, many times o- over the years on, on my social media platform, on this program, on, on other programs that I've hosted. Um, of course, a huge fan of Dale Brown, but again, I recognize what Dale Brown did uh, for the basketball program. I also, again, recognize the situation with what's going on with uh, some people behind the scenes who maybe blame Dale Brown because, again, at the end of his tenure, LSU was not on top. But let me say this. The NCAA, that's, that, is the, that is an entity in which Dale Brown went toe-to-toe with because of their archaic rules. And everyone should be able, again, thank Dale Brown for, again, pressuring the NCAA when, when again, he roamed the sidelines for 25 years uh, for the Tigers. The fact that they, again, pressured Lester Earl to lie after years and years of, again, Dale Brown going head-to-head against him tells you everything you need to know about the NCAA. But what about Dale Brown? Dale Brown resurrected the LSU basketball program after Pistol Pete Maravich took his show to the NBA. I can remember it again as a kid, him crisscrossing the, the, the state, giving out purple and gold nets, trying to get people again excited about LSU basketball again. Well, again, he did the, he did the job on the court, no doubt about it. Uh, first of all, again, uh, when you look at wins, 448 wins, two Final Fours, yearly appearances in, in the NCAA tournament. Look, LSU's had a lot of great individual players. I mean, let's just look at the three in the, that were voted in the top 50 and top 75 teams uh, in the NBA. Of course, Bob Pettit, Pistol Pete Maravich, and Shaq. Uh, but again, the greatest era in LSU basketball was when Dale Brown, the master motivator, roamed the sidelines. He's 86 now. And I, like so many media members and so many fans, have been pushing for this day. Pushing for this day for a long time to come. One of the reasons why? I wanted Dale to be alive to be able to experience this. It would, have been, it would have been a tragedy if something would have happened to Dale Brown and he would have passed, and then finally LSU would have came to its senses and honored Dale Brown. But it happens tonight. It happens tonight. And in typical Dale Brown fashion, what does he do? He does what he always has done. He has never taken on the accolades. It's never been about Dale Brown. It's always been about the kids he's coached, the university, and, of course, again, as he gets this great honor, he credits his players, his coaching staff, uh, for his success. To me, it's a no-brainer. Dale Brown is the greatest men's basketball coach in LSU history. Again, his recruiting, unmatched. This guy brought in talent, not just from Louisiana, not just Louisiana-bred, but national and international players, and gave us the greatest year in LSU basketball history. All, again, with all due respect to Pistol Pete Maravich, and Bob Pettit, both, again, great eras. Even some of the, some of the, uh, the teams uh, that came after Dale Brown, no doubt about it, gave us, gave us a lot of, uh, of joy. But nothing like, again, what Dale Brown did for the LSU basketball program. So tonight we celebrate Dale Brown. 
and what he did for the basketball program in a football school. Congratulations, Coach Brown. This honor is long overdue. And it's pretty amazing, again, that it's taken this long for this to happen. Uh, but, again, hopefully uh, Dale Brown gets a chance to experience it and gets a chance to see his name on that court for many, many years to come. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Chris Gordy is going to join us from Locked On SEC Podcast. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it four on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. I feel like I'm being haunted by a pair of headphones. Everywhere I go is a creepy ad for headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are steady from Terry Parkway to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Be mindful of an accident that's blocking the on-ramp on 10 eastbound at Williams. And also be mindful of delays that are going to be solid on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to Orleans. Also keep in mind of delays that are steady if you're traveling along the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelie. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoy new terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. what you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no. As a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10 better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. 
That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Back to Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being there. Joining us on the program is Chris Gordy. Again, New Orleans' own Chris Gordy, uh, Locked on SEC Podcasts. Chris, Happy New Year. Welcome to the program. How you doing? Doing good, Eric. Good to talk with you, man. Happy New Year. You, uh, thank, thanks for your time as always. I'm, 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 I'm sure you'll be at the Texas Bowl tonight, right, watching the Tigers? I am actually. I just uh, got here at NRG Stadium and about to go uh, – uh, into the tailgate lot, Alex Bregman is having a, uh, an LSU alumni tailgate that he's put together. So we're going to go check that out. And then, uh, yeah, go watch uh, LSU throw 39 uh, scholarship players out there who's playing quarterback. We don't know who's playing quarterback. We don't know. But uh, it'll be an LSU football game, and it'll be fun to watch. But uh, this one might be – when we talk about anticipation for an LSU game, Eric, this right. one might be one of the lowest ones in recent years. No, I, I would definitely agree. Uh, only because, again, when, with the defections and everything that's happened around that's surrounding the program right now, obviously it's very, very difficult. With that said, w- what do you anticipate in terms of, again, the, the quarterback position happening tonight? Look, I, if I'm Nussmeier, I'm not taking off the red shirt, okay? But what are, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, the, the argument all along, Eric, has been, you know, it, it, like why, why red shirt, right? You want to save an extra mm-hmm. year. But the whole reason he redshirted this year was because he wasn't the starter and, you know, he kind of was playing behind Max. And, like, this, like if you're going to burn a redshirt, this is a perfect scenario to go showcase what you can do. And I know you lose a whole year playing in one game, but nobody sticks around for four or five years anymore at the quarterback spot. If nothing's the real deal and he's going to earn this job, let's just say it's Miles Brennan this whole next season and Nussmeier sits behind him and then, eventually becomes the starter for the next two years after that, he's not going to be at LSU for three more years. So I just think it's, you know, when you got a new coaching staff coming in, you got Brian Kelly and, and all these guys, like why not go get out there, put some real, uh, you know, game film or, or stuff on film to show them what you, what you can do and, you know, get an early jump of the competition with Brennan next year. I just, you know, again, that's just my mindset. If, mm-hmm, I understand sure. him wanting to sit out. But it also creates a, a situation where, you know, LSU may be starting one of their walk-on quarterbacks tonight. It may be right. Josh Ray Kirkland. We don't know. Uh, I know Josh Ray Kirkland tweeted out last night, let's go, you know, Nussmeyer and tagged him in it. Nobody knows what that means. Does that mean he's mm-hmm. going to play? Does that mean they got the waiver from, the, you know, from the NCAA late and didn't tell anybody? You know, Brad Davis has been mum on everything. So we really don't know sure. what to expect. But, again, just in my opinion, if it was me, I, I would burn the red shirt just for the simple fact of, Go showcase what you can do. And, you know, if anything, too, let's just say Miles Brennan's the guy next year and Nuss says, you know what, I'm, not, I'm behind him, I'm behind Walker Howard. I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Boom, you got some actual game film that you could send out to other programs and talk to other coaches and say, this is what I can do. So, again, I, I just, you know, the retro thing, I, I get it, I understand it. I just think this is a situation where you use it or you burn it because it's a perfect opportunity for you to showcase yourself. On a, on a national stage as well. Keep that in mind. This sure. is the only game in town. So, 
Right. Uh, you know, everybody across the country is going to be watching this game tonight. So that's just my mindset. But we'll see uh, what happens with Nuts tonight. And, of course, you and I have discussed this in the past. My thought is, again, especially with the volatility that we see within college football right now with the transfer portal and guys not willing to be able to sit and wait their turn, uh, that uh, if Nuss was to give up that, that uh, year for that one game tonight, if he ends up in that transfer portal, it may hurt him down the line in terms of being able to start at, at another school. Uh, so, again, I look at it from that standpoint. The other thing is, again, if he does, it shows you his love for LSU. Uh, you know, there was another player. I'm trying to think of the player that did that a few years back. Uh, was it Daniels, the cornerback, that, that gave up the the, the year uh, for, for just to be able to play in a bowl game to help LSU? Yeah, it was Travis Daniels, but I believe it right. was the SEC championship game. That was still yes, it was. an error. And obviously he uh, he went on to play in the NFL, and it worked out for him. It didn't burn him. And obviously the there were way more stakes in that one playing for a, a conference championship as opposed to this is a bowl game that can just get you to seven wins. But, again, I just, you know, with the transfer portal being what it is, I mean, there's literally guys every day entering it and bouncing around. Yes. You're on a one-year one deal. I mean, you know, if anybody's – that's what I thought was so crazy about Ogeron and the rest of that staff, worrying about Nussmeyer's redshirt. Like, you know, if you really think this guy's going to still be here four or five years from now, you're crazy. It's just – it's not how this thing is working, and nobody's committed to the schools anymore past, you know, a year or two. True. Absolutely. Uh, boy, I tell you, a tremendous amount of losses that you mentioned as we opened up the conversation in terms of players who have contributed to the Tiger team this year that will not be available for this game. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty alarming when you opened up the, the depth chart when they sent it out. You saw only 39 scholarship players. The, the surprising one to me was looking at cornerback. I read three names, and I didn't know who any of those guys were. Um, you know, where's Dwight McLaughlin? Where's you know, the guys who actually stepped in and played this year, and then you start to read between the lines, and you find out that, look, when you fire Ogeron and you tell him, uh, hey, just go ahead and finish the season out, you start to realize him and his staff, you know what they stopped doing? Making sure guys were going to class. Making sure guys were still keeping their grades up and staying eligible. And from what I heard, it's an absolute mess back there, that guys are having to take classes in between semesters and guys who are going to have to be, you know, taking a bunch of courses to, to get their grades back where they need to be because – they became academically ineligible. And that's just, there's no excuse for that. I mean, again, it's, it's part of the collateral damage of making a coaching change. With that said, again, shouldn't that be separate entities at this point? I mean, again, you, you have a, uh, uh, a department that is in charge of, again, making sure these kids go to class, making sure they're making the grade. Isn't that, isn't that, shouldn't that be separate from the coaching staff, which is a lame duck uh, coaching staff? And at that point, someone within the administration realizing that, hey, we got to double down on these kids to make sure they're going to be eligible going forward. I mean, it should be. I mean, I, I feel like that's what it is at Alabama, you know, the fact that, Nobody isn't it amazing, Eric, how every year we hear about guys getting kicked off teams and suspended and DUIs and all this and all these other schools, but it never happens in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It's because they they take care of all this stuff. Their compliance department does everything that they need to do uh, in terms of keeping guys eligible, monitoring guys, keeping them, uh, you know, on finding their P's and Q's with their grades and keeping them out of trouble with the law and everything else. So, yeah, I, that's the one big thing. Again, there's so many things that contributed to Ogeron, be, you know, be, them departing with him. But I think that's just another part of this where, man, you want to be the head man, you really got to be in charge of everything. And it was just something Ogeron wasn't very good at. Talk a little bit about Brad Davis, an historic moment, not just for him, but for LSU. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great story. And again, this is a guy that, uh, 
the LSU got so late in the game. When you talk about, uh, you know, they had an, off- an offensive line coach, James Craig, and they moved on from him uh, late in, in, the, in the last offseason and, and brought in Brad Davis to the last minute. Um, he had a good old line at Arkansas. He had a good job at Arkansas, uh, you know, coaching for a guy like Sam Pittman, who, you know, is always going to recruit well in the trenches. He could have stayed there. Um, the guy who wanted to come back home to Louisiana and, and wear the purple and gold and, and, and do it. And I'm so happy that they're keeping him on staff uh, with Brian Kelly. I'm never really a fan of, oh, I know you're the new coach, but you got to keep this guy and this guy and this guy. But everything I've heard seems like Brad Davis is the right guy for the right job. And I'm happy that they're keeping him on uh, under Brian Kelly's staff. And yeah, an opportunity for him to show what he can do, you know, not never, never has an African-American been the head coach at LSU and been able to, try to lead them to a victory as the head coach, and that's going to happen tonight. So um, happy for, for, for Brad, and, uh, you know, let's see if he can get it done tonight. Great story, no doubt. A little bit about, again, the um, uh, staff filling out for, um, uh, for, for Brian Kelly and, and his LSU uh, coaching staff. Mike Denbrock was, was named the uh, offensive coordinator. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, everything I've heard is, uh, you know, Denbrock, if you look at what he's done the past two years or past couple years at Cincinnati, but particularly these last two, it's been tremendous success. I mean, Desmond Ritter, his name's being talked about as a potential first-round pick right now. And so, um, you know, I think he's the right guy for the right job. You trust him. I mean, you know, I had somebody ask me today, so what do you think of the, the hires? I said, I mean, you can't help but be optimistic. You know, I mean, you, you, we really won't know until they put on the purple and gold. They start recruiting and start calling plays whether this thing is going to work. It was kind of like I felt last year with, you know, Durante Jones and, and uh, you know, the OC and the, the passing game coordinator and all that, you know, you bring in these guys, uh, you know, the, you don't really know until they get there what it's going to look like. So, um, you know, at least I go with, with him and the uh, the quarterback's coach that they're bringing over from mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech or nothing but good things right. about him and or he's a great recruiter. So this will be fun to see, uh, see how, you know, how this takes shape because, man, they hit the ground running with a, a tough game against Florida State and New Orleans to start next season. Yep, no doubt. How about Matt House coming from the NFL uh, to be the new defensive coordinator? I, I like it. I mean, he was a guy that, that I've followed at Kentucky and, um, you know, obviously had a really good track record at Kentucky, coached up some good defenses there. Don't know much about his time in Kansas City other than, you know, when Tyron Matthews going to bat for you and tweeting out, love this hire for LSU. I got to take the honey badger's word for it. So, um, yeah, again, another guy who's uh, younger, uh, you know, told that his defense is not overly complicated. You know, it's not going to be Bo Pelini coming in there going, oh, you got to learn all this new terminology and all these new systems. It's not going to be like that. So, again, um, you know, bringing some of these guys back next year, I think this is a unit that they'll be able to hit the ground running and be competitive in year one. I know they're, you know, you're losing a good bit just in terms of transition, but I think this recruiting class is going to be good enough that LSU can compete in the West and you're one under Brian Kelly because of all these hires they've made. LSU wall-to-wall on ESPN tonight, starting with the LSU-Kentucky basketball game live from the PMAC. Dale Brown gets his honor tonight, uh, uh, the floor being named Dale Brown Court uh, from this point on. Talk a little bit about that, your thoughts on that, and your thoughts on Dale Brown. Well, obviously, I mean, this is a long time coming. It's, you know, when I was in school 15 years ago, it was talked about when are they going to honor Dale Brown, they should name the court after him, and, I know there's been a lot of people behind the scenes of it trying to make this happen for a long time. So kudos to them finally getting it done. It would have been a damn shame if, you know, coach passes away and then they finally do it after he passes away. He doesn't get to see it and enjoy it. So very cool deal that they'll have in there tonight. They'll be able to do that. We were actually planning to be there 
uh, come in town for the game. It just so mm-hmm. happened that the bowl game falls tonight, so we ended up staying in Houston to go to the game. But uh, uh, my wife's a Kentucky graduate. She's excited to see what Kentucky can do tonight. I think LSU's sure. around a one-point favorite. But, man, for this LSU team, for as good as they were going undefeated through the non-conference play, you do not want to start 0-2 in, in the SEC. And, you know, this is a formidable opponent coming in in Kentucky tonight. Obviously, they didn't play their best game at Auburn last week. And, and the schedule does get easier after these first couple of conference games. So, don't get me wrong. It's not like if they start 0-2, 0-3, they can't turn it around. But sure. it would certainly be a big feather in uh, Will Wade's cap if he can get a win over Kentucky tonight. No doubt. And, of course, a big night up up in Baton Rouge uh, with Dale Brown getting the court named after him. Look, it's kind of an unfair question, but let's finish with this. LSU, Kansas State, um, uh, your thoughts on the game and who you think comes out on top? <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why Kansas State's a seven-point favorite. Right. You know, again, uh, uh, I, the one guy, you know, I was looking through the roster and trying to figure out, you know, who's one guy I think to make a difference. One guy I want to keep an eye on is number 21, Corey Kiner, out running back. Obviously, you know, Ty Davis Price opts out of the bowl game. He's heading to the next level, which, again, good luck to him. But all the mock drafts I've seen have him either as a late round or undrafted. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you not want to come back and try to do what you could do? But it's become custom at LSU in recent years. I'm, I did my three years, and I'm out. I'm done. It's like, yep. yeah, you know, at Alabama's and Clemson's, those guys come back for a fourth or fifth year and improve their draft stock. But all that to say, I think Corey Connors is a guy who can really establish himself tonight. The good news, I mean, the underrated part about everything tonight, Eric, is LSU's got their full line back. You know, they got all their starters back in on the offensive line, and right. you know, that's been a that's been a spot that's been a roller coaster for them, having to plug guys in and out. But the uh, tonight will be a really good one, I think, in terms of the run game, and that's what LSU's going to have to do with all the questions at quarterback. Always a pleasure, my friend. Love having you on the program. Tell the folks about the podcast, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, Locked on SEC.com is the easiest way to find it. I got a conversation up today with uh, Sean Salisbury, longtime NFL analyst, previewing the national championship game between Alabama and, uh, and uh, Georgia. And so, uh, yeah, go check it out, Locked on SEC.com. Thanks. Enjoy, enjoy the game. Enjoy the festivities, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. Chris Gordy, again, Locked On SEC Podcast. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt is the expert. That's right, 24-7, 365 emergency service for you. Single-day installs, financing available with generators, and a new install quality check after one month. Why would you go anywhere else? Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. When it comes to generator sales and service, they are the experts. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, right, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. 
Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. At Church's, we're doing 10 pieces of our crave-worthy comfort made spicy or classic. That's 10 legs and thighs packed with bold flavor. That's how we do value. So you can do the Church's 10 starting at $10.99 deal. Church's, bringing the down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Don't forget about my friend Dave Mietta, Dave Mietta Insurance. If you're a contractor, professional, business owner, maybe, again, a business property owner, uh, again, David Dave Mietta Insurance offers general liability, professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, and commercial property, as well as automobile coverage for commercial and business customers. Uh, Dave Mietta is an independent insurance agency that searches over 50 companies for coverage where you're always going to get the best price. You want to save, you got to call Dave. Call, click, or come in to D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-S-I-N-S-A-Z.com or reach him at 504-556-0809. Set up an appointment at his office on uh, Veterans Next to Shogun. Looking to save when it comes to your insurance needs? Looking for an insurance agent that's got your back? It's pretty easy. It's Dave Mead Insurance, 504-556-0809. I want to thank Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC Podcast for joining us. Uh, we stay with the Tigers, talking a little bit to our good friend Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. Mike, Happy New Year. Welcome back to the program. All right, Rudy, do we have Mike? Hello. Hey, Mike. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Happy New Year. 
Happy New Year to you, my friend. Very, very busy night for you uh, with, again, LSU dominating uh, ESPN tonight. First, it's uh, Kentucky and LSU on the hardwood uh, starting at 6 o'clock on ESPN uh, from, from the PMAC. And, of course, tonight Dale Brown is honored with the, with the floor being named after him. And then shortly after that, it's on to Houston, Texas for LSU and Kansas State uh, in, in the Texas Bowl. Why don't we start with Dale Brown and this honor of, of again, having the court named after him. Your thoughts? You know, I I think there's a lot of people out there that maybe were iffy on it and still a lot of people upset the way the program finished uh, under his leadership in the 90s, but there's no doubt uh, the, you know, legendary career he had at LSU and the excitement that he brought to LSU basketball. And uh, it was right where I was uh, in my formative years, and I went to Dale Brown basketball camp as a seventh grader, and uh People for, don't uh, seem to forget, but uh, there was a time in the 80s for m- m- many years where the LSU basketball ticket was the toughest ticket in town. And um, and there was a lot of exciting games, Final Fours, of course, and uh, players that uh, were unforgettable. And, and um, you know, I, I think any of the wounds that were left with the, with the way it ended his career at LSU – I think time has probably healed that for most people. Yeah, I would agree. And, of course, again, the, the, the situation with Lester Earl, which has been debunked, uh, again, his constant battles with the NCAA. Um, there's no doubt Dale Brown bled purple and gold. And, and to me, I'm one of those ones that, since I had a microphone in front of my face, have been pushing for this. And, and for me, again, uh, it is, it, it's – it's kind of a dream come true. I'm a big Dale Brown fan, always have been. Love what he did with the LSU program, resurrecting it after Pete Maravich went to the NBA. And, again, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it's happening before he passes on. Yeah, and, uh, I, in fact, I just I put up an interview up on the site a, a little while ago, and, you know, his, even his age, his voice really has not changed at all. He's still, you know, he's always been a fanatic of, of keeping uh, taking care of himself. And um, yes. Uh, from what I understand, he's still in great health. I'm sure he's got some things like everybody, but um, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, event. And then uh, then uh, he'll also speak at halftime. Yep, no doubt. Kentucky coming in to take on the Tigers. Uh, LSU, again, blown out by Auburn in their SEC opener. What do you think happens? Yeah, and, and so I'm, I'm re- reflecting back. I wonder if because Dale, this is a Dale Brown thing tonight, does the Tiger come down a rope from the ceiling? Huh. Uh, I don't know when the last time they did that was, but as right. a kid, that was the, that was the greatest thing on earth when I was a, a, a kid. I'm sure. Yes, I can remember vividly. Yeah. What do you thought uh, about this matchup tonight with the Wildcats? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, listening to Will Wade talk about uh, you know the, the the challenge ahead of him. Certainly, he he and his team want to bounce back after uh, you know played well in the second half against Auburn, but they started the game up. In a, in a huge hole, um, and I don't think they want to start SEC play zero uh, and two. So it's a real opportunity on a national stage uh, to, to beat a ranked team and, and, and show they deserve to be in, in the top twenty-five. So um, I have not seen Kentucky play this year yet. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this one, and, and I tend to think that the basketball game is going to be the highlight of the night. And I just hope. Yeah the football game isn't uh, as awful as I think it's going to be. Right. We'll get into that in a moment. Let's first of all talk about Brian Kelly as he fills out his staff. Been very, very close to it. Um, 
Why don't you first of all talk about Mike Denbrock, the uh, the new offensive coordinator? Yeah, look, uh, many years uh, coaching with Brian Kelly. He knows what Coach Kelly likes to do offensively. Um, you know, I hope that we get a media opportunity with, with Brian Kelly where he, you know, talks about his hires and um, and, I, and I hope we get that opportunity before uh, signing day. Um, but either way, uh, you know, one of the reasons I'm told by my Notre Dame sources that Denbrock left Notre Dame was because that he wanted to be able to call his own plays and run his own offense. So um, is the pay at LSU that much greater? Uh, and he's saying that that ain't all it's cracked up to be, or is Coach Kelly going to give him a little bit more leeway to do his own thing in Baton Rouge than he did in South Bend? Uh, that, that, that's the question I have. But, um, you know, the first thing they're going to need to do is uh, get a bunch of uh, personnel to, to make it go because – as we're looking at this roster for the uh, Texas Bowl, it's obvious that uh, it might uh, take three years uh, unless the NCAA gives a, a lot more additional, you know, plus they're giving plus seven this year. Uh, they're going to give you another plus number next year and in, in the following year. But, you know, how, how long is it going to take for LSU to get to an 85? So, Mike, Mike uh, again, you think this thing is going to linger that long, three years? You think it takes yeah, I mean, three seasons to get back back to full strength? Yeah, I mean, how, how do you get to eighty-five? Yeah, when you have normal attrition, and 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 you're going to have all these kids thinking the the transfer portal is uh, is the end all be all. Um, right. You know, grass is always green on the other side. Yeah. So. Wow. You know, that you, that, that you, handicaps you, a new coach and a new coaching staff coming in. Yeah. Uh, you're just going to have to have a lot of college coaches and athletics directors raising cane uh, this spring, and because they're all, it's not just an LSU problem. Certainly, no, uh, you know, I'm imagining there isn't many programs that have it as bad as LSU right now. There might be, and I'm unaware of it. But I think every program is fighting it, except a few. So uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is uh, uh, just an LSU problem. So. Um, there's got there's going to have to be a whole lot of legislation and, and, and conventions and conference calls and, and you know they're going to have to get some things right because this this between the NIL stuff that they need to get a handle on and and uh, the transfer portal and, and putting in some rules in in place you know listening to Lane Kiffin last week talking about how. You know, man, he goes, I, I, I've got kids who are in the transfer portal who are, who I'm coaching in practice this afternoon. You know, <laughs> you know, something's got to give, and, and there needs yep. to be some windows of time where you can do it. Um, some of this is unbelievable right I now. I agree. I, no, I agree 100%. Uh, they, they literally put the cart before the horse. Again, trying to maybe do the right thing here, but at the same time, again, the rules uh, that, that have been put out there, have not been to uh, uh, to the uh, it's the benefit of the athlete at some point uh, at some point, but also hurts the university. But look, uh, when you have as many players in the transfer portal that are in the transfer portal, there's only so many spots in, uh, for for a team per year to be able to take on those uh, on those players in the transfer portal. So a lot of these guys are going to head up and, and they're going to be playing lower divisions uh, again. And how does that help their stock? Yep, and and and, and it will not surprise me if you're not going to see some cooperation between coaches at, at the various schools. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and, and I think there's going to be some kids down the line that are going to be made examples of. I believe that. Mike, um, you mentioned NIL. I'm going to get back to the coaching staff in a moment. LSU, again, according to multiple sources, not really prepared for NIL, even though, again, you and I talked about this before the holiday break. Uh, again, they had the big showcase on uh, out in New York and everything else talking about it, but it didn't really, it didn't really follow through in this last recruiting class. I've been reading, again, that now there's a push to be able to get this done. What are you hearing? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's, it's that difficult. Um, I, I'm sure that that's something else that's going to need to be addressed. I don't know if it's something that Kelly needs to talk about. I'm sure he will if he's asked. But I, but I think that that's something that Scott Woodward uh, needs to talk about in an interview and what he plans to do going forward or what he's already done that, that we're unaware of. I yeah, think there's a lot again, of stuff going on in the program that right. has been fixed or that, that, that uh, they've got a plan for, and we just don't know about it because, uh, you know, Woodward, uh, I don't think Woodward's talked to anybody since he introduced Brian Kelly. No, I, don't, I haven't heard of an interview since then. Now, maybe yeah. there might be one tonight with, again, uh, I'm not, is he in, is he in, um, is he in Louisiana for the um, uh, for the Dale Man. Brown Court situation, yeah, or is he in I, I Texas? Uh, he, yeah, I don't know where he's at. Uh, is this a yeah, deal where he's I mean, there for Dale Brown Court and then gets on right. a plane and you know get, and, and makes it to Houston in time for kickoff? Right. But it'll be interesting to see again how that kind of plays out. Um, Mike, let's talk a little bit more about the coaching staff. Matt House is now the defensive coordinator, and then of course the assistants that have been named. Just your overall thoughts on the quality of the coaching staff. Well, I, I like what I, I see so far, um, but I'm also I'm also very hesitant to go crazy because, you know, this is the time of year where uh, coaches are, are are built up to be uh, the greatest thing since night baseball, and you know, so. <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing: you can have the greatest coaches in the world. It's all about Jim's and Joe's, and uh, yeah. LSU people are going to need to be. LSU fans are going to need to really be understanding about how how bad that roster is right now, and uh, and I keep saying it, it. It's you know, is it is it you take a step forward and, and then you get two steps back? Uh, I think there's a lot more two steps back for every step forward uh, that are coming uh, that, that and before things start to get better. As far as that goes, when you talk about that, obviously we've seen Max. Uh, we've seen Max Johnson uh, defect. We've seen Miles Ma- Brennan come back. How many players that are in the transfer portal right now? Do you think Brian Kelly may be able to lure back to LSU, if any? Um, I don't know that he's going to go after any of the ones that were already at LSU. I, I, I could be wrong, but um, you know, I, I know that uh, he's going to be using uh, Brian Polian. Uh, is already out there extending offers uh, to kids. Uh, it was Saturday night, though. We, we saw that uh, a, a six foot five wide receiver at the University of Hawaii that's got one year of eligibility left was extended an offer from uh, Polian. Um, so I think uh, Polian is going to be, of course, we know who his daddy is, uh, Bill Polian, a famous right. NFL general manager with the Buffalo Bills and everything else. And uh, and his brother is at Baylor in in a player personnel capacity. So um, I I think he's going to be when you talk about recruiting and evaluating and who gets scholarship offers. 
I think he's the guy that's going to be the focus uh, uh, for for Brian Kelly. He's the guy that's got the uh, the the, uh, the ability to to do that. What are you hearing about Nussmeyer? Is he going to play tonight? No, uh, John Trey Kirkland is going to be the starting quarterback. What, what type of system will they run? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> Wishbone, well, I, man, uh, it, it's. It's scary. Uh, of course, Kirkland was a dual threat quarterback at, at Lutcher, then moved to wide receiver. So, we'll see. Interesting. Uh, it is a list of, of again names that are very recognizable on, on the players that again are no, are not going to play. Some again uh, getting themselves prepared for the NFL. Some again walking out, uh, trying to get into the transfer portal to to move on to another university. It's pretty shocking when you look at the list. Yeah, um, but it's it's one of those deals I keep, as we talk about this, I'm always thinking about Coach Norman Dale and Hoosiers and saying, this is your team. You know, this, this you remember the scene in the movie, this is your yes. team. And mm-hmm. we're going to see when the dust settles who's there. And and that group is going to be a core bunch that's going to help this, this program move forward. And, and, um, and so it's going to be an interesting spring football practice. Um, I'm assuming we're going to be getting a date soon, but it's we're, it's about to get very, very busy, Eric, because we're going to have junior days. You're going to have a, a the the si- second signing period is going to be more important than it has been since the, it was divided into two periods. I agree. Uh, huge transfer portal year. Um, spring football is going to be pivotal, pivotal, and then so then you're going to be wondering how many spots they use for transfer portal now versus how many they want to hold back for after they go through spring football practice to really evaluate what they have and what they don't have. So, again, this could linger for a while, in your opinion. No, there's going to be a steady stream of fixes. Um, I mean, look, it's not hard to say, okay, yeah, you you, you, um, you know, you, you need a center. Maybe do you need another offensive lineman? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you need, you need a corner or two, um, a linebacker, uh, maybe another tight end? Um, a quarterback possibly, uh, and, and you wait to evaluate that after the spring. Um, you know, you get twenty-five plus seven. So, well, let's see what they do with those seven. And uh, some some of the guys that you think that LSU is going to be really, um, re- really um, lo- looking at going into into this next signing period. Well, Jacoby Matthews, obviously a Ponchatoula. Yes. Um, you got Citizen that. Uh, you know, Lake Charles Prep, who was already committed to LSU, I, I think Frank Wilson will, will be able to get some luck with him. Uh, Danny Lewis, the tight end from Westgate, is one that uh, I, I, we expect to be brought in for an official visit. We'll see if he gets an offer. Of course, he's the tight end committed to Cincinnati. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a hard time believing if LSU offers a kid from New Iberia, uh, Westgate, they can't get him. Right. Any defections from Notre Dame, in, uh, in your opinion? Uh, there's a offensive lineman from Minnesota that, uh, entered the portal a day or two ago. I think he's one to watch. As far, as far as this, this transfer portal, though, again, the early signing date, do you really expect the NCAA to come together and, and to be able to try to solve this before we get into next season? Because as we've mentioned in this program today, uh, again, there, there, there are some really open-ended problems right now with, with both. 
Uh, they and got especially you. again when you look at, at, at what happened just in the with Brian Kelly and again moving on to LSU uh, before the end of the season because again the early signing period and then of course the transfer portal which seems to be a revolving door uh, for players now. Yeah, I'm sure Sankey is. Uh you know, going to throw his weight around because he's fielding calls from uh, all the coaches in the SEC about what they're seeing and what they're dealing with and what what they need. Uh, and um, it's going to take somebody like him if, if Mark Emmert's uh, just going to continue to be a potted plant. Right. Mike, uh, one more time, uh, uh, tell the folks about Tiger Bait. Tell, tell us about, again, uh, your site, how folks can, folks can subscribe, and, of course, uh, how they can follow you on social media. That's it. You can find me on Twitter at Scarborough Mike. Go to TigerBait.com, subscribe. Always choose the annual package. When you do that, you save money. You're basically getting three months for free versus choosing the monthly option. And uh, LSU Tigers on TigerBait is our YouTube channel. Uh, we will go live within minutes of the football game ending tonight, so that'll be a late one with our post-game show. And um, we've got another show tomorrow night. Uh, we're, we're, lo- we're loading our YouTube channel up with free content almost every single day. So uh, check us out there. And no doubt, Mike, I tell you what, it, 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 folks are, are checking out um, uh, content on YouTube, but on LSU, you guys have done a great job in expanding uh, the portfolio. Congratulations on that. All right, Eric. I, I appreciate it for the, the, the kind words very much. You got it, bud. We'll talk soon. Thanks again here. All right, all right Eric. Thank you. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, with us uh, again, usually each and every week here on the program. Hey, if you're in the market for a new air conditioning heating system, don't sign that contract with any other company until you call all my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. First of all, they're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. So, again, you're going to be able to choose among some of the top brands that are out there. Then, then of course, the 25% energy reduction guarantee. Uh, that's, again, saving money each and every month uh, uh, at, when it comes to your electric bill. I mean, you're not going to beat that. Of course, then you got financing that's available, but then you got Burkhart standing behind their work. Again, before and after the sale, that new install quality check is unique to Burkhart, where they come out after one month of, of installing uh, a uh, installing something for you, uh, and then of course they're there to be able to make sure that you're comfortable in operating it, if you're making sure you have no problems. And of course, if there are, is necessary to have uh, uh, emergency service, they're there for you. Uh, and of course, don't forget about maintenance as well. Uh, it's the full package when you deal with Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, find out more. Go to acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Look, big one for the Tigers tonight. Uh, obviously, in basketball, you don't want you don't want to f- fall to 0-2 uh, within the conference. Even though, again, as was mentioned by Chris Gordy a little bit earlier, again, the the, the uh, upcoming games are winnable games. But this is a big one. Okay. Uh, LSU-Kentucky is always huge. It's always, again, a great rivalry. Uh, and, and that goes back, again, all the way, all the way to the Pettit days, uh, into Maravich and, of course, into Dale Brown and beyond. Uh, this is a big one, again, for a, a lot of longtime LSU fans uh, that respect and revere what Dale Brown did for, for the, uh, the program. And it's, a, and it's a night that is long overdue, as I mentioned in my monologue, as we opened up the, the program. So, again, big night again on, on, on the hardwood. But then when you, go, when you talk about what's going to be happening in the Texas Bowl, look, it is what it is. Uh, we're in a transition, transition situation right now with the Tiger program. There's no, there's no doubt about that. When, when you look at the number of defections that, that are involved in the program right now, it's staggering. Trey Palmer won't play tonight. Garrett Dillinger won't play tonight. Xavier Hill, Charles Turner, Ty Davis-Price won't play. Amari Goodwin, uh, uh, Trey Bradford, Max Johnson, Deion Smith, Glenn Logan, Neil Farrell, Jarrell Cherry, uh, Damone Clark. 
Uh, Micah Baskerville, that's your, that's your two starting linebackers. Uh, uh, Cameron Lewis, uh, McGothern, Flott, and Radarius Jones. So, again, you're taking away a lot of talent from a team that already, again, had suffered a lot of losses in terms of injuries, uh, guys that, that again, uh, opted out for, for various reasons. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, how this kind of plays out. But it's an opportunity. That's the one thing you got to look at. It's an opportunity for a Brian Thomas Jr. or, or a neighbors at the wide receiver position. Uh, it's an opportunity for, again, this, uh, this uh, offensive line, which has been much maligned, to be able to uh, uh, go out there and carry this team. Because if you look at it, really the only place on, on, the, uh, on the roster right now that's not really affected by this is the offensive line. Uh, you know, again, the tight end position where Mashburn and Besh have played very, very well for this team throughout throughout the year. And then, look, this is a coming out party. Corey Kiner's looking for an opportunity to, catch the, to carry the football. He's going to get every opportunity to carry the football. Josh Williams is there. Uh, Norman is also there. Uh, but it'll be interesting, again, to see, again, how they play out the quarterback position with, again, as Mike's saying, John Trey Kirkland will, will start tonight. Uh, for the Tigers. Trevon Falk will back him up. Nussmeyer obviously will not play because either the waiver didn't come by, come through, or again, the, uh, you know, not giving up the year. And look, I'm not going to fault the kid. Where we are right now in the, with the NCAA, with the, where it's the OK Corral, where you don't like something going on within the program, you can pick up and leave at any time, and then you want to be able to have as much uh, opportunity to be able to start for another program as you can. Giving up a year for, 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 for one game, a game that's kind of meaningless at this point, doesn't make a lot of sense. I'd love to see him play, and I know he bleeds Tiger, Tiger purple and gold, but it is what it is. Uh, but this is an opportunity for, for a lot of guys to be able to make an impression on a new coaching staff going into spring. And so I, I expect, again, to, to get the most out of the Tigers tonight. The question is, do they have enough on this roster as you get into the attrition of the game uh, to be able to, again, compete uh, and ultimately win the game against Kansas State? We shall see. We, we shall see. But, again, uh, uh, it's a big night if you're a Tiger fan. All you got to do is just keep it on ESPN. Uh, the, the Tigers and, and the Wildcats tip it off at, at 6, and a little bit after 8 o'clock it'll be uh, Kansas State and LSU on the gridiron in the Texas Bowl in Houston. Again, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Still working on a guest. Should have that for you again on our social media platforms tonight. Uh, but again, you can check us out uh, each and every Thursday with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV. Uh, make sure, again, you uh, uh, if you miss any of the programs, you go to ericasher.com or the WLAE-TV YouTube page. Check out all our previous episodes. Always fun to be able to again, get uh, some of our great uh, reporters on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. All right, we're going Saints in the second hour. Mike Neighbors is going to join me first from Cox Sports Television. That's going to be followed by John Hendricks of uh, SI Now. All that coming up here on Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Number two of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Eric Asher with you until 6. Privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm glad you're listening. Again, whether you're listening over the airwaves at Nash FM 106.1, uh, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, ericasher.com, or Nash FM 106.1 um, website. Also, don't forget about our podcast. It is everywhere. That's right, everywhere. We're Anchors, our home base, but we're on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and even some you probably don't even know. Uh, and that's the truth. I'm literally, again, when, I, when I look, I'm going to look at the podcast that we're on, uh, I have no idea that they even existed, but you know what? We're glad to be there. So, again, uh, please uh, continue to check out the program, whether you're checking us out live here on Nash uh, FM, uh, Nash uh, 106.1 FM, or uh, don't forget, to, again, on our podcast, all you have to do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. 
Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. We'll be back, back live this week after, again, replaying two, again, of our great best ofs. Uh, well, the first one was with Roe Brown two weeks ago, and then last week was uh, well, the interview with Pete Finney, the late Pete Finney. Uh, we'll be live this week on Thursday at 1 o'clock with, uh, on WLA TV. Also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page. 6 p.m. on WLA TV every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, WLA TV 2. Friday night at 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce and 5 p.m. every Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, we'll have our guests for you this evening. I'm just waiting on a confirmation. When I get that, I'll pass it along to you guys on our social media platform. Hey, I want to thank Chris Gordy and uh, Mike Scarborough for joining us in hour number one in a very, very heavy LSU hour. We'll, uh, come, we'll talk Saints in this second hour. Mike Neighbors is about a minute away from Cox Sports Television. Of course, he's, he's got a brand-new book out. We'll talk about that as well. And then we'll be finishing up with John Hendricks of um, uh, Sports Illustrated Now, SI Now, uh, part of the Saints News team. They do a great job, podcasts, uh, articles, uh, and, and again, covering the Saints. So we'll get their take on what's happening with your New Orleans Saints as they go into the last game of the regular season and hopefully an opportunity to get into postseason play. Without further ado, why don't we head to the guest line? Joining us on the program is Mike Neighbors of Cox Sports Television. And, of course, a brand-new book for that I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody, get out there and get it uh, while you can. Uh, Mike, welcome to the program. Eric, good to be on with you. Last time I was in uh, airport security, it's in a much yes. quieter, uh, distraction-free zone. So it'll be a much better segment for us this time, I think. But you, well, Actually, it was a great segment. It really was. But And, and, and it's funny because... Uh, it sounded like airport security, but again, but again, you were flawless. You were a pro. We got right through oh, it. But before nice. we get started, before we get started with, with the Saint, I want to talk about the book again. I want folks to know all about the book. You're actually in town today. Uh, you had a signing this afternoon. You'll be back in town in increments for folks to be able to get the book and have it signed. Tell us about it. Yeah, right now I'm at the Garden District Bookshop, obviously downtown New Orleans, and. Uh, uh, we've had met some great Saints fans here. I did one a couple weeks ago, too, where they brought me back because the book's done really well, and they sold out, and they had to bring in more copies. But, you know, I was fortunate enough to interview Drew after every game, just except the 2006 season, every game from 2007 to when he retired. We did a lot of shows in studio as well, and all told, it was nearly 300 one-on-one interviews. And I was just going to write a book on those, Eric. But then I thought, you know what, I wanted somebody to set the tone in the book, somebody Drew really respected and who knew him well. And I tracked down Doug Flutie, who was a big mentor of his. Of course, they played together in San Diego. And Flutie just brought so much to the book, so many stories. I thought, this has to be more than just the interviews I did with Drew. So I went in depth with Zach Streep, Deuce McAllister, Lance Moore, Roman Harper, Scott Shanley. And so it's a real behind-the-curtain look at Drew Brees. And, you know, we all know about what he's done for the Saints on the field. And I, and I touch on that. But it's also the stories, you know, in the locker room and, and how he was – you know, as a teammate, and we get into his life, you know, as a father and, and, and his thoughts on being a broadcaster, too. So it's a real well-rounded, behind-the-scenes look at Drew Brees. No doubt about it. Now, uh, for those that would like to get the book, uh, they can go to a local bookstore. They get on Amazon. Tell us about the ways they can get it. Yeah, it's a local bookstores, uh, Garden District Bookshop here. I have to plug them because obviously I'm doing the signing. Absolutely. But you can't make it here today. Um, it's on Amazon, and you can go to my website too, Mike Neighbors, N-A-B as in boy, O-R-S, MikeNeighbors.com if you want a personalized copy. I have on my website the Venmo information and the PayPal. You tell me your address and who you want it made out to, and I'll send you 
a personalized copy and the shipping's included. So a number of ways to get it. And, uh, yes, we've gotten a really good response in the first month and, uh, you know, it kind of exceeded my expectations, frankly. Mm-hmm. So it's been really fun. Well, I mean, look, Saints fans, uh, again, they, they are salivating for anything Saints uh, brand. Uh, if you can give them an inside look into the team, again, your relationship with Drew Brees, uh, anything, uh, folks are going to eat that up as well. So I can understand why the book is doing so well. Again, especially, if, again, when you, you're writing about, uh, you know, Drew Brees and what, and what he's not just meant for the city, but, again, some things that maybe some people just don't know about Brees that you bring to the table in the book. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stories that really stand out for me is the competitive nature of Drew. I mean, Zach Street tells a great story about, you know, he beat Drew in ping pong in the locker room, and, and Drew wasn't happy about it. And two weeks later, wanted Street for the rematch, and I go really in-depth with that. He had a really good relationship with Roman Harper. They had a fun workout, a competitive workout every Friday during the season. You know, Lance Moore talks about some really great behind-the-scenes stories of those two in the huddle and those two in the locker room. And, and Marcus Colston and Lance Moore agreed that, you know, they obviously weren't big names, and they idolized Breeze when they first met him. But the way Breeze treated them immediately, I go in-depth with that. It really left a lasting impression. And and really to to dive deep into Drew Brees' legacy, I wanted to find a family in New Orleans that really embodied a family that had been with the Saints from day one. And, of course, the Romick family were the, mm-hmm. was the perfect family to spotlight. I did a Zoom with the Romick family. Of course, Jay Romick is in the Saints Hall of Fame, really a go-to guy behind the scenes in that organization. You know, Jerry Romick was the PA announcer for years at the old Tulane Stadium at the Superdome. And then when he retired, his son Mark replaced him. So they obviously have a connection with the Saints from the beginning. But Jay's son, Blake, was an equipment manager with the Saints for many years. So I wanted to touch on a family that had been there from the beginning, but also had parts of the family that all they knew was Drew Brees to really get perspective on his legacy. The fact that, you know, being there from the beginning, they appreciated mm-hmm. what Brees and Peyton brought. But then if you, all you've known is Drew Brees, you have a different perspective as well. So the Roman family set the tone for the book before we, you know, dug deeper into Brees and the stories with his teammates and everything. The name of the book is The Breezeway. Find it on Amazon, Kindle, eBooks, of course, uh, Garden District Bookstore, and uh, we'll have Mike on uh, uh, throughout the uh, throughout the year to be able to continue to be able to tell you a little bit about the book as well. Hey, Mike, let's shift gears to, to what's going on with the Saints, and of course, this week taking on the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, a must-win for the Saints if they are going to be able to qualify for the playoffs. Obviously, they need some help with the Los Angeles Rams having to beat the San Francisco 49ers. A lot for the Rams to play for as well. Uh, they are number two seed division championship uh but we all know again you can throw out the records when you have a hmm. rivalry uh, between the, the the falcons and the saints give me your thoughts on the game on sunday i just think it's amazing the strange year that 2021 has been that the saints are still alive for the playoffs but you look at this league i remember seeing a stat two weeks ago eric that at the beginning of play two weeks ago two-thirds of the league had six wins or fewer so it's been that parity-filled season for the NFL. But, you know, the the Saints are beneficiaries of that because it's allowed them to stay alive in the hunt. I mean, I think it's frustrating for every Saints fan watching these games of late, just knowing that this isn't a bad football team. It's not like they're the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Jets. I mean, they've just been, you know, hit with injuries, had to evacuate early, you know, had the COVID outbreaks. So, you know, I'd like to see the offensive line get a little healthier, but 
I think one of Sean Payton's calling cards is the way he's owned Atlanta over the years, especially in Atlanta. I mean, they've won three straight there, and he has a dominant record over the Falcons. I mean, Payton will have a lot when he retires in his legacy, obviously bringing the first Super Bowl to New Orleans, his innovative offense, way he you know teamed up with Drew Brees. But I think a part of the resume and a big part of the legacy, Eric, is the way he's dominated the Atlanta Falcons and really turned that rivalry around. In fact, if the Saints would have beaten the Falcons the last time they met in the Superdome, the all-time series record would be even. But now the Falcons have a two-game edge. But that was a lot different record before Sean Payton came to town. So I really like the fact that the Falcons' offensive line is really banged up and the way that Saints' D-line is playing. I look for that to be one of the bigger matchups in the game. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to have a lot of time to throw the ball. And he's lost a lot of weapons, too. So, you know, it's just it's amazing to me that they're still alive. But, boy, they got a really good shot because I think the Rams have an excellent shot to beat the Niners, too. So let's see if they take care of business. I think it'll be interesting. You know, I compared it in a lot of ways to, again, 2005 and the adversity that the team had to overcome back then. And, look, that was unprecedented. You know, getting uh, displaced after Hurricane Katrina, uh, having to go to San Antonio. I mean, not even talking about, again, well, you know, the – uh, you know, the the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on there that, uh, you know, when folks were trying to be able to uh, uh, to, to recover from the greatest, uh, from the largest man-made disaster in the history of this country, of course, the failure of the levee system uh, here in New Orleans. But, I mean, you you, you mentioned it. What, what, three COVID outbreaks, uh, again, the deep salary cap purge because of COVID, losses with the NFL, and you already knew you were going to have a, a purge of, of the salary cap because of, again, kicking the can down the road with Drew Brees. Oh, by the way, you lose that, uh, again, Hall of Fame greatest player in in, in franchise history, and, and then of course losing the starting quarterback, uh, the losing bookend all pro um, uh, offensive lineman in terms of the tackles. Even again, Andres Pete, some some who hated Andres Pete, are, are wishing for the days of Andres Pete yeah. back on that yeah. offensive line. You, you look at the losses that they've had to deal with inside the facility; it's unprecedented. I, I don't know if, how you feel. I think a lot of your fans that listen to your show must feel this way because I know I feel this way. I've never been more wrong about a Saints team in my life. I wasn't sure they could beat the Packers. I didn't know how they would face the you know matchup against the Bucks this year with everybody coming back, the New England Patriots. To me, they've won a lot of games I didn't think they would win, but then Conversely, they've lost a lot of games I thought they would win. You know, the Falcons yeah. at home, the Giants at home. So it's been that kind of season where week to week, you know, it's unpredictable with this football team. And then you throw in everything you've talked about with all the distractions. So I think it's almost fitting at the end of the day if they make the playoffs where you could almost say, you know, it's, it's definitely one of Sean Payton's best coaching jobs because mm-hmm. with all the adversity, they still got it done and still made the playoffs. And, um, you know, I, I mean, it just to me – they were kind of fragile coming in because they didn't have the depth this year that they've had in past seasons. But to lose the amount of players that they've lost week in and week out and still have a chance to make the playoffs, and once they're in, there's not going to be a lot of pressure on them because not many sure. people thought they could make the playoffs. So I think that'll be an interesting dynamic if they get in. Well, I mean, Mike, you've been doing this a long time. 57 new starters, four different quarterbacks. I mean, you yes. just, you don't, you're not 500 <laughs> after that. You're not, you're not on the doorstep of the playoffs when you lose that many, again, quality players. And look, these weren't backups they were losing. These were guys that were all pros, in some cases, the best their position. You know, even the quarterback position, you lose your starting quarterback in a lot of cases, your season is doomed. They're still alive. It's it's incredible. And 
you know, you talk about the quarterback position. You know, we've really seen that the last couple of years with the Saints. I mean, the fact that Peyton got done with Teddy Bridgewater a couple of years ago and the train just kept humming. I, I think one thing that's really lost nationally, but Saints fans here locally know it, is how the defense has really been the, the story the last three years and how well they've played. And, and even Cam Jordan, which is it's so good to see because, I mean, he has four sacks in his first 12 games and I guess, what, seven and a half the last three. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you give him help on that D-line, he is every bit the player he's been the last couple of years. It's a remarkable run for Cam Jordan, obviously one of the best players in franchise history. But, yeah, I think the defense, when they're playing that way, the Saints have a chance to win. I mean, we saw it against the Bucks, where the offense didn't play well, but they shut out Brady and the Bucks. If the defense is playing that way, I really think this team is going to be interesting to watch if they get in the playoffs. Which goes to your point. You talked about Sean Payton, his coaching, but really the depth uh, 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 and the breadth of the coaching staff, uh, again, at almost every position, how they have been able to, again, coach up players that were street-free agents, undrafted free agents that have come in and have to play prominent roles, in some cases getting those guys ready in, in, in less than a week. It's been pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, we talk about Sean Payton, but he wasn't even there for maybe the marquee game of the year, which shows how good the coaching staff is because Dennis Allen had to worry about his defense, but then he had to worry about being a head coach too. So it just shows you the strength of this coaching staff. And, you know, Sean Payton's a big part of that, putting this staff together. But, you know, all around, it's been impressive. I mean, even the kicking game. I mean, you lose Mm -hmm. Thomas Morse, you're breaking a new punter in. You lose Will Lutz, who's been such a mainstay, and they've needed a kicker for so long. But then, you know, Brett Maher steps in and makes, what, 13 straight field goals. So everybody has stepped up in every phase of the game, whether it's coaching staff, special teams, defense, offense. It's been a remarkable year. And if they can win against Atlanta and make the playoffs, uh, it'll just be the you know, icing on the cake. No, no doubt about it. And, and, I, and I agree with you. I think at that point they're playing with house money. I mean, nobody expects them to be Absolutely. there uh, when, when they're this. The little or no pressure, they are the – unlike the years past, they are the spoiler if they get an opportunity to get in. Oh, yeah, and I think that's what – especially in this year in the NFL where I really think all bets are off. I mean, I do think the two elite teams – I'm not going out on a limb here – are the Chiefs and the Packers. I mean, but besides those two teams, and we've seen the Rams lose. We, we've seen the Buffalo Bills, who are supposed to be the heir apparent, lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I could go on and on and on. I mean, even the Saints losing to the Falcons. The only really winning team that the Falcons have beaten all year and a New York Giants team that's awful. So I think you take the Packers and the Chiefs off the board. You have a good defense and you have an offense with the Saints who hopefully get some offensive linemen back and are getting more weapons back to Deontay Harris's of the world. And obviously, Kamara, yes. hopefully you get an Ingram back and some offensive linemen. Yeah, mm-hmm. house money. The defense is humming. The offense is getting healthier. It's going to be fun if they get in. Been the most curious thing as far as the offensive line, of course. We know that Peyton is very, very close to the vest with, again, his information on injuries. But to have Ramshack, again, um, um, not not on IR, and almost teasing us each and every week to see if he's going to play, hoping he'll get back on, on, the, on the field. We've seen that with Armstead, again, who tries to play through injuries, but still, again, you know, he's missing about half the games uh, per, per year. Uh, if you can get the, those two guys on the field, how much of a difference it could make for your offense? Oh, I mean, to me, the offensive line personifies the Saints this year because you have a lot of strengths that quickly turn into weaknesses. I mean, you thought maybe you get Michael Thomas back. And with Michael Thomas out, it's a domino effect because, you know, that, that wide receiving core, I know Kamara's leading them in, wide, in receiving, but, you know, 
Uh, I mean, Marquez Callaway is your leading wide receiver most of the year, and he's like 108 in receiving yardage in the NFL. The fact that Peyton was beating teams early like the Packers and the Patriots with those kind of offensive weapons is remarkable. But then, at least back then, the offensive line was almost at full strength. Now you go from them being one of the best units in the NFL, one of your key strengths, to really across the board, you don't have any of those guys. So the fact that they could still make the playoffs despite that, I mean, I know everybody Mm -hmm. in the NFL has to deal with injuries, and it's not woe is me, but, boy, you can really make a case. You mentioned it, 57 new starters. I'll put that up against anybody in the NFL. Then you throw in the fact that they had to evacuate in the opener. It's yes. just nobody's had to go through what the Saints have this no. year. Nobody. Nobody in the NFL. No, no, not even close. A month away from, from their facility, playing your home opener on the road. 30 players that have been involved in COVID protocol and yeah. coaches as well. I mean, look, it's, it's been an avalanche of adversity for this team, and they've been able to overcome it to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Most teams, again, they're not winning five games with everything you're having to deal with, much less to be 8-8 eight and eight and, and, and on the doorstep of the playoffs. But again, it, it starts with the defense with this team. And you mentioned Cam Jordan. Uh, again, a lot of people were ready to, to, to again, um, you know, kick, kick Jordan to the curb. Once again, he proves he's not just a leader on this team, but a guy that gets it done on the field. And again, first, second, and third levels, when they're playing at, at a high level, this team is hard to beat. They're not letting teams score, and you can't run on them as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've you've been here for a long time. You've seen a lot of Saints teams. I've covered uh, the Saints and Sean Payton came on board. And here's my thing. That game where they beat the Bucks without Sean Payton and they shut out a team at home. And I know they beat them 38 to 3 last year, but to me that made it even more impressive because you know the Bucks team, they remembered that. And that's a Bucks team entering the game with all the weapons. I know they didn't leave the game with the weapons, but they entered the game healthy with all those weapons and they did not score a single point. That is one of the best games I've ever seen or ever covered. Yes in the Sean Payton era, the mo- one of the most impressive games. And to me, when you look at it, you know, if they don't win that game, they're out of the playoff hunt. But they've been able to win games like that against quality opponents to keep themselves alive, and that says a lot. But, boy, the defense carried them in that game, and they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And I think, you know, you mentioned all of the numbers, the 57 new starters, you know, over 30 players being out with COVID, having to go to Texas, having to start the season in Jacksonville. I think Sean Payton's used that as a rallying cry for this football mm-hmm. team because I thought he said something interesting last week that, you know, we can't be surprised by anything anymore. You have to be almost numb to it. And I think he's echoed that to his football team. And when you have that kind of mindset, it's not what was me. We're just used to this, and we just have to play with what we have. And, boy, they've done that. Yeah, no, they definitely have. You know, you brought up, the, again, the game against Tampa and how physical it was. I mentioned after that game that I thought it was the most physical performance by a Saints defense since, again, the uh, the, the, the run to the playoffs, uh, you know, with the, uh, in, in the NFC, uh, NFC playoffs and in the, in the NFC championship and then on to, to Miami taking on Indianapolis, where those guys were hitting. Uh, it was the same type of physicality I thought we saw in that Tampa game. Absolutely. I mean, I was just amazed after that game because you kept waiting for the Bucks to come back over and over and over again. And we've seen the numbers that offense has put up. I mean, it's unbelievable. Tom Brady's having an MVP year. He hasn't obviously been in decline since last season. But I agree sure. with you. I mean, I think it's the most dominant performance, definitely defensively, of the Sean Payton era. And I do a lot of work with Scott Shanley, who obviously right. was a part of many defenses with Sean Payton. And he agreed with that, too. Not only maybe the best of the Payton era, but maybe the best in franchise history, considering who the opponent was and how they just shut them down 
in every aspect. It was amazing. It really was. Mike Neighbors here with us for a couple more minutes. Again, uh, The Breezeway is the book, also on Cox Sports Television. Mike, Atlanta Saints, again, you throw out the records. We talked about that earlier. But I think this team is going to be laser-focused this week and will not allow Atlanta, again, to, to be able to throw a monkey wrench into their possible uh, uh, playoff chances. And look, the Rams have, as I mentioned as we opened the, the interview, Rams have something to play for here. Seeding and a division championship means something. It means something to those players' wallets in a lot of cases in terms of bonuses as well. So, again, there won't be a lot of guys that are going to want to sit out this game against San Francisco on Sunday. And that's key because we've seen in past years where you don't get a lot of help because teams are already taking care of business and it doesn't matter. So they do sit players. The, the, the stat that worries me, I guess you could look at this two ways, is the Niners have beaten the Rams five straight. But maybe it's the law of averages, Eric. Maybe it's time the Rams finally win a game in that series. Yeah. But then conversely, you look at the law of averages with the Saints and the Falcons, and the Saints have just dominated the Falcons in the Sean Payton era. And I, I don't know if it's ever happened. Uh, maybe it's happened a couple times that the Falcons have swept Peyton uh, since he's, uh, you know, arrived in New Orleans. But, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's not like they're playing um, the Cincinnati Bengals this week, and they would still be up for that game because so much is on the line. But the fact it's sure. in Atlanta and they can end the Falcons' season by clinching a playoff berth, that's just added motivation for a game that already has plenty of it. No doubt. Mike, thanks so much for the time. Certainly appreciate you joining join us on the program. Tell the folks once again about the book, how they can get it, and also, again, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you can follow me at Mike Neighbors, N-A-B as in boy, O-R-S, N-A-B-O-R-S. And I'm at the Garden District Bookshop. We're going to be here for about another hour. I'm signing copies of my book, The Breezeway. And if you can't make it, obviously you can check out, uh, it's on Amazon.com. Or you, if you want an autographed copy, go to my website, Mike Neighbors. And I will send you a personalized copy. The PayPal, the Venmo information is on there. Give me your address, who you want it made out to, and I'll send you an autographed copy. But if you're out and about, come down to the Garden District Bookshop right now, and uh, we've got plenty of copies, and I'd be glad to – it'd be fun to meet you and sign it in person. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate you interrupting the uh, uh, your, your, your deal over at uh, Garden District to be with us. Uh, best of luck with the book, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for letting me talk about it anytime, Eric. Happy New Year. You got it, Mike. Anytime, buddy. You got it. Mike Neighbors. Again, it's, uh, CST and, of course, the Breezeway. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Look, a lot of folks, as the new year turns, you're thinking generator. Uh, it's, again, you're, you're, uh, you're months away from hurricane season, but, again, you've got to batten down the hatches, so to speak. One way to do that to keep the power on is to get, your, get that standby generator uh, for your home. At Burkhardt, they are the experts. First of all, again, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of generator power for your home or your business, uh, and then they'll set a date for you. Single day install on that date. Okay, none of this, come out, do it, you know, be back in a couple of weeks, single day install. Financing is available generators. You can finance it over time. Don't have to come out up with all that upfront money. And then the new install quality check is something that Burkhardt does uh, for everything they install for their customers, part of their customer service pledge. If you need emergency service, 24-7, 365 emergency service, and a warehouse that's fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator so there are no excuses they will get you up and running uh, for for a company you can trust when it comes to generator sales and service it's burkhart that's acpromise.com acpromise.com 
New Orleans country. 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. File in a way that fits you and get the refund you deserve, guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros can help you find thousands worth of new tax credits. Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Tenise Bonnier delays remain steady from Williams to the airport, and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal, and delays pick back up on 10 westbound right at Clearview. Delays are solid on the 610 on the eastbound side from just before St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling along the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are going to be heavy from Stumps Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. If you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, your delays are heavy from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. And if you're traveling on the 310 on the southbound side, your delays are going to be heavy right at the Bouti Homa exit. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi, Eric Asher, once again, talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. They're your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. First of all, they offer, offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. And what's beautiful about that is they have something for everyone's budget, no matter what you drive. Uh, if you need a new set of wheels, again, your wheel experts is Southern Tire. You can choose from a large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. And get this, folks, financing is available. You can finance it over time. If you've got rims that are, again, sitting in the shed, sitting in the garage because they're all bent and dented up, man, bring them over to Southern Tire. They'll get those damaged rims up and running for you, good as new. Also, the latest diagnostic equipment in the industry, ASC certified technicians. If you've got a, if you're in charge of a fleet account or it's your own personal vehicle, go with a company you can trust when it comes to your automotive needs. It's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, and I'll say it again, you don't last that long in this town unless you're treating your customers right it's southern tire hickory airline in metairie all right i want to thank mike neighbors for joining us on the program remember his book the breezeway uh is out now in bookstores amazon uh kindle wherever you find your books and he'll be down at the uh, garden district bookstore for about another couple hours if you want to go down and get a personalized copy of the book joining us now from si now saints news is none other than john Hendricks. john welcome to the show how are you hey thanks for having me eric i'm doing well how about yourself Doing, doing fantastic, John. Thanks, thanks again for your time, as always. Hey, John, let, let's talk. Let's look at this. I mean, I, I had this conversation a little bit earlier with Mike Neighbors. We talked about it yesterday. You know, I made the comment that I felt like this uh, team and the adversity they've had to overcome throughout this season uh, is akin to what we saw in 2005 when, when the Saints again had to deal with the displacement uh, because of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, even again, that as tough as that was, right? I don't know if it, it, it even compares to everything that, that, that this team has had to deal with. 57 different starters, uh, over 30 players on COVID, displaced for a month in Dallas, losing your, 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 your home game, lo- losing your starting quarterback, four different quarterbacks that started for you, Kamara out for four games, uh, you know, Thomas out before the season starts. I mean, I could keep going, John. I mean, it's been that much of an adversity for this team, and they're, they're, they're at 500. And they, again, have an opportunity to go to the playoffs if they can win this week against Atlanta and get some help from the Rams. Yeah, look, I've made uh, the comments. I'm, I'm just in awe because you think of how the season's unfolded. You have the nice start with Jameis, 5-2. and two, You lose five straight. You bounce back. And then you have a chance suddenly. And, you know, even when they had that five-game losing streak, everybody counted them out. And they're just a team that just pushes through. They just they've carried this all season. They said – well, nobody's feeling sorry for ourselves, and, and nobody's feeling sorry for us. Nobody cares, and that's just kind of what's carried them this year is, you know, look, they're going to compete, and nobody – I know people said, well, you should tank, get a good draft pick, blah, blah, blah. That's not in Sean Payton's DNA. It's not in these players' DNA or anything like that. But, again, given how everything that you said has happened this season, the way it's happened, how it's happened, 
Um, you know, not even being good at the Superdome, which is something that's been crazy in itself, you know, mm-hmm. just having a, a bad record. I mean, you know, to be in a position where you can go to the playoffs and, and you're setting yourself up against Atlanta and you have to have one little thing with the Rams beating the 49ers and they have plenty to play for, I mean, it's just absolutely absurd to think that they're in this position right now. It, it uh, Look, I, I, I've seen this team since 1967, okay? I remember when in 66 when, when, the, when the franchise was awarded to the city. So I've seen, again, Saints football since its inception. When you look at the culture of this team, and again, you've lost some great players, some guys, some culture drivers on, 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 this, on this roster since Peyton has been here. And then to see the culture continue, even without the Drew Brees and some of the other leaders that are on this team, uh, again, maybe the only time you could compare it would be maybe during the Jim Moore era when, when, when the Dome Patrol roamed, roamed the Dome, when you talk about the type of culture they had then. Uh, but this has been something that is, again, it's, it's, it's been transitional in terms of doesn't matter if you lose the, the Hall of Fame quarterback. That culture's there, and that culture, in a lot of cases, in my opinion, is what's carried them through this season. Most teams would have folded once you lost your starting quarterback, much less, again, all pro offensive tackles, and I can go on and on and on. Yeah, and look, we've known each other for a long time, and, and you know, we remember those days. In 2014 right. to 2016, where you had Brandon Browners on the team, you had, oh. you know, the issues with Junior Glad. You had all these character issues, right? And it was just not a good setting. And you know, now you have a sound leadership in your room. And again, you lose Drew Brees. That's a huge piece. You lose Zach Streif. That's a huge piece that you lose. I mean, there's a lot of vocal leaders, but that's a prime opportunity for guys like Malcolm Jenkins. It's a prime opportunity for Demario Davis. You saw Jameis Winston do it. Teron Armstead was a guy that stepped up. I mean, there has been so many that have come in and just picked up where things have left off. And I don't think it's coincidence either. You know, I know that nobody will probably ever say it, but I think that's kind of how they build this roster. They want mm-hmm. guys who are all pushing for the same goal, hold each other accountable. And, you know, you don't see a lot of the craziness like you do, you know, what was it the other week when you had a, a meltdown on the sidelines in Washington where they're hitting each other or this right. Antonio Brown stuff. I mean, oh. this is a guys that are accountable to each other. And, and you know, I, I just hope for their sake, because, I, A, I don't want the season to end, but, B, that they can just get rewarded and at least have a shot to get in the postseason because I feel like that's all they need right now. It starts with the defense. John Hendricks of uh, SI Now is with us. And, John, let me say this. Uh, the defensive effort we've seen uh, over the last couple of weeks, I mean, you've got to throw out the, the Dolphins game, even though, again, they, they, uh, even what they, what they had, they played well. It's remarkable. Look, I was talking about it yesterday. you got a guy named Ringo Huggins and, and Tuttle playing defensive tackle for you. I mean, they pulled in guys that are street-free agents that, that are playing at, at, at a very high level for this defense right now, not to mention the stars. We continue to be able to step up. Yeah, look, and the thing is, that goes back to training camp. You know, um, we knew Shai Tuttle was going to take on more of a role this year, him and Malcolm right. Roach, because David Onyemata had a six-game suspension. So Tuttle's been a staple there, and, you know, Malcolm Roach has kind of had, you know, gone back to the shadows, but Albert Huggins is a veteran you know, we don't talk a lot about, and, you know, he's somebody that, that's a contributor on this team, Christian Ringo, a guy that just flashed consistently and, and such, and so – it's been crazy to think, you know, especially even I think offensive line too, because of the patchwork they've done and right. they still find no a way kidding, huh? defensively. Man, I just tell you that this is a team, and they put it somewhat in perspective too. When I, I talked to Cam Jordan, because I'm sure he'll come up too, but you know, I talked to Jordan, yes. Cam Jordan in late October, and the team going into Week Seven against Seattle, they had eight sacks as a team, 
And it was just crazy because Cam didn't even have a sack then. Now they're up in 44 territory, I think, 43, 44, top five of the league. I mean, it's just crazy how much of a turnaround we've seen defensively. And I think the team, I know people are infatuated with Tampa, you know, Los Angeles, Dallas, Arizona, Green Bay, all of those teams. This is a defense, if they can play like they did against Tampa, you do not want to see them in the playoffs. And I don't think you can downplay again with Quan Alexander, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and even P.J. Williams, niche guys mean for this defense as well. Yeah, look, I think P.J. Williams, a guy that's really been, been playing on yearly contracts, this is a year where it's, it's, it's now he's going to get paid, or he's going to get paid, or he should get some type of a multi-year type of deal, just the way he's been playing. And they finally figured out the best way to use him was at safety. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, man, I tell you, his energy is just unmatched. And just the way he's been able to come in and just do some amazing things. And look, Quan Alexander, we had some concerns about him, you know, coming back from that injury. But, man, he, he had a speedy recovery. He came back, and he fits well with Demario Davis. And, man, these guys just find a way. And, and again, they know their potential, and they know what their standard is. And they, they, they strive to achieve that when you talk to every single one. It's just, it's just so good to see a unit that's it's not about me. It's not the me first attitude like we've seen from some of these players, you know, well over the past couple of decades mm-hmm. with this team. But it's just really about we got to do what we can to make it happen. And, you know, you only hope that uh, the offense can figure things out. Well, and look, as mentioned over and over again, they're eight and eight. Uh, they, they, they've got a they got a puncher's chance of getting into, into the playoffs. They're taking on their arch rival Atlanta uh, in, in the ATL uh, this weekend, and then of course need some help from the Rams beating the 49ers to get in. Uh, but again, with that said, look at the, this Atlanta game and and tell me what you think are the keys to a Saints victory. What do they have to do to be able to beat the Atlanta Falcons to be able to put them in a position to be in the playoffs? Yeah, I think they just got to put them away early, and you know I, I think that's the thing is. You know, Matt Rallion's talented. Um, you know, I would dare say that crowd could be on the Saints side just because Atlanta's not not playing for anything except playing spoilers, and I get it's a rivalry game. But, you know, this is this is a super important game for the Saints, and their fans typically travel well to Atlanta. So I think the crowd could be a little bit of a factor there in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But, you know, offensively, I think the big thing is you got to get the run game going. You know, it didn't work. It hasn't been working for you. You hopefully get Mark Ingram back. You hopefully get at least one of the tackles back. And, and Teron Armstead probably the one that you look at more. But, you know, uh, they've done a good job with the patchwork on the offense. And it's just making the opportunities. It's not going to look pretty. I think Taysom has done a pretty good job leading the charge. And, you know, look, we don't talk about Brett Marhar a lot, but, man, what a godsend he's been in just finding some stability at the kicker position because that was a sore spot, you know, ever since Will Lutz has gotten got hurt. And so, um, look, I think that's the big thing. Put drives together. Take the points where you can. Defensively, put the clamps down. You know you're, what you're going to get in facing Kyle Pitts. You know what you're going to get with Cordero Patterson. They have other talented guys like Zacchaeus. You know, Matt Ryan, he's no stranger to, to look. I mean, the last game that he played, he looked like Joe Montana. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to look at the film on that one, and Atlanta knows how to kind of attack a little bit. And so, if I'm the Saints, I think it's going to lie more on Dennis Allen and making those adjustments in-game. But, um, you know, just get some points on the board and shut Atlanta down, get out of there and do what you got to, and, and hope that the uh, the Rams, who have a lot to play for, by the way, they're trying yes. to wrap up their, their division. So, it's not like they're going in and just like, ah, we don't need this game. So, just hope that everything else takes care of, because Sean Payton, all they're worried about is getting a 9-8. and eight. 
I'll be interested to see again, and now again with, the, with, with so many weeks where you got a situation where teams are, are, are really, again, king on Kamara. How can Peyton get him the ball in space so he can be effective uh, against the Atlanta Falcons and possibly beyond, beyond? Because, again, the way they've been running him, it's been very, very difficult to try to run him up the middle uh, where, again, we know, again, the forte is get him in a little space and he can be a playmaker for you. Yeah, look, and again, teams are going to try to key in on taking him out of the game. And so, you know, what I think I appreciated most about the game against the Panthers is the run game wasn't going anywhere, but they stuck with it. And then here comes Alvin Kamara bursting off a 30-yard run. And, you know, anytime you can get him running routes, be a decoy, doing something that's going to, to fool some of these defenses, I mean, it's just really what you got to do. And, you know, he's going to take what he can get. And, um, you know, screen game. We've seen some good screen execution from this team a good bit, and that's kind of like been their bread and butter. Um, you know, I think getting some production from some of these other guys at receiver and just getting that protection there is going to be good for them, um, you know, to get 41 going. But, you know, look, they're going to give him the ball often. They're going to try to make it, and I think that's the right approach is put the ball in the hands of your best playmaker and let him do what he's, he's best at. Critique Taysom Hill for me thus far. Well, I tell you this is, and you know, I wrote about this several weeks ago when he had the opportunity. He's just, and yes. that's the thing is he has just such an opportunity. And I know we get wrapped up in talking about, well, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers and all these other different situations, which realistically between us and, you know, I'll say it, I believe that they bring Jameis Winston back. And, you know, Taysom, they built out his contract that if he has to play more quarterback, he's got a chance there. Um and, look, I think Taysom's done a pretty good job of things. I think it's much better than what he did last year. And, you know, you got to remember this guy's playing hurt. You know, and obviously he's not going to sit behind that excuse of his finger and his foot still bothering him. But he's at a point where he knows where he can play and how he can play. And, look, I think some of his decision-making is still not on par. You know, you look at the Panthers game, there's one pass he throws where him and Callaway were on the same page. and. You know, it almost leads to interception, and then there's one where he's really under pressure. Pressure, but if he sees Jawan Johnson across the middle, crossing on the crossing route, that goes for a big gain. So I think he's done a lot of growing and maturation in his game. But you know, verdict's still out. What I tell you, he's the quarterback going into next year. I mean, he has a good shot, better than what he did coming into this season with Jameis Winston. But you know, still, if if he can win this game against Atlanta. And if he can help get this team in the playoffs, and then more importantly, if he can pull off a postseason win, then you have to be a little bit more serious about what Taysom Hill is for the, the Saints. If I can be critical for a moment with Taysom is, again, that, again, he's trying to be too much of a pocket passer. I just think he's so much more of a threat when he's rolling out, looking at one or two reads, and, again, again, forcing the defense to have to respect his running ability. Uh, that, to me, I, I think is, again, where he flourishes. In a lot of cases, he holds the ball a little bit too long in the pocket, and he just doesn't mm-hmm. have that – look, he's a fast guy, he's a physical guy, but doesn't seem to have that quickness okay, to be able to get away from defensive ends when, or, or defensive tackles when they're bearing down on him. Um, I, again, if he can play uh, a, a role where, again, he's a more mobile quarterback, I think it helps, again, obviously, uh, the, the, the wide receivers and the ability to be able to get off the jam, to be able to get uh, some separation. Uh, and then, of course, look, anytime you got a quarterback that's a threat to run, it changes the entire game. I'm hoping we see that out of him in Atlanta and then, of course, if they ultimately get into the postseason. Yeah, I would agree there. And, you know, I think I go back to the game against the Cowboys. 
that was the thing. They weren't stopping the run when Taysom was doing it. And again, ideally, you don't want to say let your quarterback run the whole time, but at the same time, a defense is going to have to be honest. And if they're expecting yes. something, I, I think that's the biggest key that you you kind of hit on. You have to be able to design the right play that says that because you know short yardage. If he if he's in shotgun, more often than not, he's going to run a QB power. He's going to run mm-hmm. run something. But I think it's when you know, look, I don't have my reads there. I don't have everything. Let me do a little running around and then and then try to find it. And then ultimately, I can run and pick up six, seven yards and then make it more manageable and such. And so, look, I think that's, that's going to be key against some of these defenses because, again, the way it plays out, if the Rams win and Saints win, then Saints are going to be traveling to L.A. to play in the wild card game. So you're going to have to face that defense. And they're a very talented group, make no mistake about it. And you're going to have to have some of those, those semblances in your offense when you're going against them. Keys to a Saints victory on, on Sunday. I would tell you that, you know, again, defensively, put the clamps down. Again, you, you've got Kyle Pitts. You know where they're trying to, to do things. Get in, get up early. Um, you know, defensively, get after Matt Ryan. You know how to pressure him. Um, get home on him a good bit of times. Get off the field early. You know that they have a talented punter in Thomas Morstead, who's, who's definitely one of the better stories yeah. in the NFL this season. So, it, it just a guy just loved by Saints fans, but – you know, that'll be interesting, this field position battle. And, and, again, it's always bid, don't break. You can give up some plays, but, you know, just be able to force field goal units. They've got a great kicker on their side. So it could be a back-and-forth type thing. But, really, if I'm the Saints, I'm trying to get Falcons as early as possible, go for some kill shots offensively, try to get mm-hmm. into the end zone a couple times, uh, and then just kind of make this game a little bit more manageable where you're not having to play from behind or play toe-to-toe. Just be in control of it, and, and again, it starts with a great run game. I'd expect more out of Kamara, more out of Ingram if he plays, and so I think that can easily lead to uh, not missing those opportunities and being able to get out of a win. Yeah, Saints get up early. A lot of the Falcon fans, I'm sorry, a lot of those Falcon players will be looking again for their vacation plans rather than again <laughs> wanting to play the four quarters, no doubt about that. John, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Tell us about, again, how folks can follow you on social media and everything you're involved in. Yeah, thanks for having me as always, Eric. Uh, definitely check me out on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. Hendricks just like Jimmy, uh, for those that obviously catch the reference. And then check us out at Saints News Network or just go to Saints.media. We've got a lot of great coverage there, great writers, great staff. We put up videos. We do a lot of analysis and such. So definitely give us a follow, a like, and um, we appreciate all the support. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk soon. All right, Eric. Thanks. Have a good one. John Hendricks, again, of uh, Saints News at SI Now. Hey, uh, folks, uh, look, it's getting close to the 6 o'clock hour, right? You're coming home. Uh, the heater's not working. And you're saying, oh, man, look, it's going to be another cold night. Doesn't matter whether you live on the North Shore or the South Shore. You need a company that can help you. Think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt will come out uh, again uh, the after hours. Get out there, diagnose your problem, take care of the problem, get you up and running. They won't cheat you. They won't gouge you. Doing only the work that's necessary. For a company can trust, whether, again, it's uh, air conditioning systems, heating systems, generator. Uh, again, uh, if you're looking for, again, electrical help, maybe that uh, APCO whole home treatment system, Burkhardt is there for you. acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
Bobby Iver's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable. And Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhart about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeadInsAgency.com. Hate checking your mailbox because you owe money to the IRS? Stop pretending it'll magically go away. The IRS can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, even take your home or business. Scary stuff. Thankfully, there's a new way to get right with the IRS. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, an IRS program created specifically to help taxpayers struggling due to the pandemic. This powerful program provides new, more flexible options that can make resolving your tax problems easier. If you qualify, it could save you money. No Nobody knows this program like America's number one tax relief firm, Optima Tax Relief. Optima will stand between you and the IRS, fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Uh, we had a lot of guests today on the program, and I want to thank each and every one of them. Of course, uh, we started off um, 
talking a little bit. We talked LSU in the first hour. Uh, Chris Gordy, Mike Scarborough joined us on the program. Finished up with Saints with Mike Neighbors and John Hendricks. If you missed any of the program, you can check us out on your favorite podcasting platform because we are everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but your plat- favorite platform. Uh, check us out. Just look Inside New Orleans uh, with Eric Asher. Inside New Orleans show with Eric Asher, and you should be able to find it. Special thanks to our sponsors that sponsor our program. There's a slideshow of the sponsors that sponsor our program at ericasher.com. Just click on the icon of your favorite sponsor. It'll take you right to their website. Everything you need to know about the sponsors that sponsor this program is right there for you at ericasher.com. And thank you once again for supporting our sponsors. We certainly appreciate that as always. Thanks to Rudy back at studio producing. And uh, as always, it's been an absolute blast. Looking forward to tomorrow uh, when uh, celebrity chef Scott Craig joins us along with Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports. And Les East will join me this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. It's been a blast. I'm going to watch Dale Brown uh, get get his uh, his just due. And, of course, we'll check out the Tigers, and we'll talk about it uh, both basketball and football as well as the Saints tomorrow. Uh, until then, have a wonderful evening. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catcher, the governor, they all got to go. Better do that right.